Hello, and welcome to the Foundation for Government Accountability's Built to Win podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Eichhammer. Today, I'm joined by fellow FGA Senior Research Fellow, Jonathan Bain, who is here to help me discuss the future of licensing reform in Mississippi with Mississippi's Secretary of State, Michael Watson. This is Jonathan Bain, uh, Senior Research Fellow here at FGA. And Secretary Watson, I just wanted to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us today and talk about an issue that honestly never gets as much attention as it deserves, and that's licensing, more specifically, how licensing can be restrictive and what you and your office are doing to change that in our state of Mississippi. So again, wanted to thank you for taking the time to join us today. Absolutely, Kristen and Jonathan. A pleasure to be with you. And, and this is one of these issues, and you know, oftentimes people say, well, politicians talk about a lot of things in theory and like to have arguments. This is one of the ones that really has an impact on the ground level that impacts families across Mississippi and our country. So you're right. We need to be talking about this more because this is something that actually has a, a huge impact on families and their futures and our communities around Mississippi. So I'm excited to be with you and I really appreciate the work that FGA does. So thank you for having me on. Absolutely. And thank you so much for joining us. So you've got a lot of experience in both the private and public sector before becoming Mississippi's 36th Secretary of State. You opened your own law firm focused on business construction and probate law. You know, you're a conservative fighter for the rights and religious liberties of all Mississippians. And just to start, you know, a lot of influence can come from your first experience with work. Can you tell us a little bit about your first job and how you've seen it influence any of the decisions that you've made throughout your career? Yeah, we're going back a little ways here. You know, I remember my very first job obviously was cutting grass, which many of us did. And one of the things that I remember, it was about the weed eating part. And I, I remember my friends who would cut grass, you know, obviously we want to get done as quickly as we can. And you want to pay attention to detail, but where you can really make a difference is weed eating. And if it's edging the sidewalk, if it's getting close to flowers without cutting them down, if it's, you know, getting close to trees, I kind of looked at weed eating as an art. And so that very early attention to detail with just weed eating and or cutting grass has been something that's really paid off. And the competitive nature of, you know, I wanted to weed eat better than anybody else did. And I wanted to cut a yard better than anybody else did. So trying to be my very best early on, even in cutting grass and weed eating, has been something that's really carried over to my legislative experience, to my legal practice, and now to the Secretary of State's office. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it definitely gives you an edge when you have that attention on detail. <laughs> no pun intended. Right? <laughs> As someone that spent many summers in high school weed eating from probably 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., it is definitely an art and one that I can say I never fully picked up on to the best of my ability compared to some other people I work with. But before asking this next question, I just sort of want to set the stage in Mississippi. So we're talking about the 29 by 29 plan. So in Mississippi, the administrative code, there are 118,000 restrictions, 9.3 million words, and that would take nearly 22 days to read. Over the last 60 years, the number of jobs requiring a license in Mississippi has grown from 4% to 20%. So if you live in Mississippi, one out of every four folks you know, they need a license just to go to work. It's estimated that Mississippi misses out on more than 13,000 job-creating opportunities each year due to these regulations. And a national study has found that 
it can reduce Mississippi's labor supply by up to 27%. So a lot of numbers being thrown out for people listening. Wanted to set the stage for this question. So Mississippi was the first state to launch an initiative as robust as the 29 by 29 plan. Can you tell us a little bit more about your Tackle the Tape initiative and just sort of what gave you the inspiration to take on a project quite so large? Yes, certainly, Jonathan. And and I want to remind everyone that's listening, you said there are about 22 days, and that's around the clock. That's 24 hours a day, 22 days it would take to read all the regulations. And that's just far too many. And, you know, people talk about Mississippi being a Republican state, a red state. So you wouldn't think that we'd be one of the most regulatory burdened states in the country, especially in the Southeast, but we are. So looking at that and looking at the real impact on the ground, when you talk about, again, as I mentioned earlier, this isn't just in theory. This is something that that has actual practical, you know, application on the ground of folks having jobs and being able to provide for their families. So we looked at the OLRC, which was the Occupational Licensing Review Commission. And that's something that we passed when I was in the state Senate two or three years before I left to run for Secretary of State's position. Really enjoyed that idea, you know, of being able to oversee these 29 boards and commissions. Any kind of new rule or regulation could come before the OLRC, on which sits the Secretary of State, the Governor, and the Attorney General. So any new rule of reg could come before that commission, and it could be stricken if it was not narrowly tailored for a public health benefit, if it was anti-competitive, if it was overly burdensome. You know, and that's that's a great piece to put. And if other states do not have something like that, I strongly encourage them to do so. But that really kind of kickstarted the idea of, you know, we need to look at everything. Everything's on the table now. And you look at this 118,000 regulatory burdens across the state here. What can we do more to cut that? So when I ran for Secretary of State, we really focused on the regulatory burden in Mississippi and, and talking on the campaign trail to small business owners, telling them, listen, our goal is to focus on this regulatory burden, to get it as small as we can. I don't like big government. So as we can shrink the size of government, the more freedoms and liberties we have. And this is a perfect example to do that. So we launched what we call Tackle the Tape back in 2020, because as we saw the OLRC, it only you know handled 29 boards and commissions. We wanted to expand that, and that's how Tackle the Tape came about. So we built a website. So any person in Mississippi who sees a statute, a regulation, an ordinance at the local level, you name it, something that's bad for business, can report that to us through our website. We then take that information and go say, okay, where did it come from? Does this individual, does this entity, does this whomever have the authority to craft such a regulation? And if they do have that authority... Is this overburdensome, overly broad, you know, not narrowly tailored for a public health benefit? Is this something that we can help trim and cut that red tape to help small businesses thrive in Mississippi? So that's where Tackle the Tape kind of grew. And then we thought, you know, we need a strategic plan going forward. And as the OLRC sits on these 29 boards and commissions, what a great place to start than diving into those 29 boards and commissions. And that's where we came up with 29 by 29. So we reached out to, we've got eight partners, including you, that's helping us walk through every single regulation under these 29 boards and commissions by the year of 2029. So when we find these harmful regulations, we then can take them to the OLRC through our seat as the Secretary of State and suggest that they be cut. A key component here is a couple of years ago, the legislature expanded the authority of the OLRC, not just to new regulations, but also to those that are on the books now. That gave us the authority to go take a look back and let's go through every single one of them 
which is the 29 by 29 plan. So really excited about that. It's going to have a huge impact on Mississippi. And I, I can't stop talking about it because I think it's so important to all of us. No, definitely. I think it's so interesting too that you went and spoke to these small businesses because at the end of the day, those are the individuals and families that are really affected by these kind of policies. So that's really cool. I was going to ask a different question, but kind of going along with that, if you don't mind, has there been anything specific that small businesses or you know local businesses in Mississippi have said that this 29 by 29 plan can directly impact in terms of increasing economic opportunities and encouraging job growth? You kind of spoke a little bit to that, but I'm just wondering what the perspective from local businesses might have been. Absolutely. And I think that's the key component here with Tackle the Tape. Again, I know we're 29 by 29, but the thing that business owners liked the most was the idea that, you know what, it's all of us. So we're asking for your help. When you identify one of these regulations, when you identify some statute or an ordinance, I want you to report that to us. And so it kind of gives them the ability to say, you know what, I've got an advocate now that's going to help me work against government when it's overburdensome or overly broad. And that's given a lot of energy to our business community. We've seen our business numbers grow. And I think a lot of that is because they now see, hey, we do have an advocate. We can fight back against these 118,000 regulations to cut them because that costs money, that costs jobs, and that costs people their dreams sometimes because they can't break through that tape to start their new business. So really excited about that. But yeah, talking to the small business owners with specific examples of what's hurting their businesses, then you can go try to tackle those is exciting to us. Yeah, I don't even know how you would be able to like sift through 118,000 different regulations. So keep <laughs> up the good help. work. <laughs> yeah. You had mentioned earlier, Secretary Watson, you didn't know if other states had a plan as robust as 29 by 29. I will say shortly after Mississippi moved forward with this, Nebraska did enact something similar and West Virginia's got something that's being considered right now. So once again, Mississippi's become a nationwide leader on an issue area, and I'm proud for that. So my next question is going to be this. Mississippi has one of the lowest labor force participation rates nationwide. It's actually the second worst right behind West Virginia. So how do you think this plan and tackle the tape more broadly can help move Mississippians back to work and sort of bolster up our labor force participation rate, which was much higher? as small as a few years ago, but going back a couple of decades was much higher because Mississippi's second lowest right now in the country as a whole, you know, it's a 45 year low dating back to the 1970s. So just how do you think these initiatives more broadly can help move people back to work? Sure. I think one of the biggest things we see and would encourage folks is now you're going to have a sense of hope. You know, you see a regulatory burden. It's really standing in your way of starting a business, if it's an expense or if it's some kind of, you know, upfront cost to comply with a regulation that doesn't make any sense. Sometimes folks, again, as, as they have a big dream of starting a new business, they start looking into the burdens of the regulations they're going to have to overcome and, and they just don't start that. So I'm sure a percentage of folks, and we saw this with COVID-19, when folks lost their jobs in Mississippi, we're, we're tough and we're resilient. And people lost their jobs and they felt, you know what, I've got to provide for my family. And oh, by the way, I've always had this dream of starting my own business. What better time than now? And when they see that they've got an advocate that's going to help them cut through the regulatory burden, I think it just gives a little sense of hope that, you know what, now we've got an advocate and we can move forward and I can have this dream and it's going to take off. And we've seen, I'm telling you, the business numbers in Mississippi the last three years continue to skyrocket. 
So we're seeing new businesses formed here and Mississippi's doing some good things right now. And it's a no better time than now to be in Mississippi. Totally agree. As the resident Mississippian at FGA, I try to tout the good work of what Mississippi's doing and how we're how we're moving forward very fast and how other states need to follow suit. On that note, so last year, House Bill 1263 passed. It is the gold standard nationwide when it comes to licensing recognition, just you know, recognizing out-of-state licenses when people move here, not making them going through an overburdensome process whenever they're already qualified to work. Well, first question would be, do you think that this legislation moves Mississippi forward? If so, how? And just overall, reforms like this, how do you think that sort of bolsters the Tackle the Tape initiative in 29 by 29? Just How do they work hand in hand? Yeah, you know, so I think it's, and we see this in, in government from time to time, sometimes you take a little little step forward, and then later on, you're able to take another little step forward. And every one of these steps moves the state forward. So when people see, you know what, I see what the Secretary of State's office is doing. I see that the legislature is moving in this direction as well. Mississippi's serious about cutting the regulatory burden. Man, I, I want to go be a part of that. And so as we build this momentum and continue it, and by the way, Representative Curry did a fantastic job with that piece of legislation. And that's another angle of tackle the table. When we see good legislation across the street, we're going to go support it and try to help get it passed. Because again, with all of us focused on this idea of cutting the regulatory burden, it just makes it better for business in Mississippi. And as that story is told, I was just on the National Association of Secretaries of State winter conference this week. We had a, a virtual conference and I got to present on Tackle the Tape and telling our story and making sure that other states understand this is something we all need to focus on. So plans like 29 by 29, the more that people hear about them and the more it generates you know, a buzz around the state and then other states can follow our lead. So I think it's having a great impact in Mississippi. We're going to continue to focus on this and continue to talk about it everywhere we go. If I'm in a Rotary Club or if I'm no matter where I am, I'm bringing up Tackle the Tape so Mississippians know that we're going to fight to cut that regulatory burden and make it better to do business in Mississippi. That's so cool. No, I think it just kind of shows how entrepreneurial you are. And I mean, you had to have been, you have that background and how, you know, that experience in the private sector has definitely influenced kind of your thinking as a politician. For my last question, I kind of want to see your perspective on how you think the private sector, your experience there has maybe influenced your thoughts and, and ideas as Secretary of State. You've kind of already spoken to this. You definitely have that drive and you're looking for efficient solutions that set the new standard for other states. So I'd love to, to hear your thoughts on that, please. Yeah, look, one of the biggest questions I asked myself before I decided to run for Secretary of State was, are you competent? Do you understand what the office does? And do you feel like you can execute and, and do a good job? One of the pieces was, you know, as an attorney, representing businesses and, and having to deal with the Secretary of State's office, seeing it on that private sector side, it just gives you a better perspective of understanding, hey, how do I need to be responsive and helpful to the private sector as Secretary of State? And so we oversee the uh, APA, Administrative Procedures Act. Obviously, the business services part of our office is huge, and folks really don't know all that we do at the Secretary of State's office. But having a conservative, and this is exactly what I said on the campaign trail, having a conservative-minded individual who understands that government's gotten too big, so what can we do to cut it to give you more of your money back, more of your freedoms back, more decision-making abilities back? Having someone of that mindset in the Secretary of State's office 
is incredibly important. It impacts your lives every day, whether you know it or not, in some form or fashion, be it education, be it elections, be it business services. So having that private sector experience and seeing it from that side, looking in, has really been helpful to me to know, hey, I need to be helpful to small businesses because I know exactly what they do when they interact with our office. So let's make sure every experience they have with us is one that's a good one, that's a positive one. And when I came in, I said, look, guys, Every time we can get out of the way, let's get out of the way. Let people make decisions for themselves. Let businesses make decisions for themselves. Let's get out of the way and get government, you know, shrunk as much as we can. I feel like a lot of politicians across the country have, <laughs> have missed that memo of get out of the way. The of get out of the way when you can and uh, let people flourish on their own. Well, it sounds like you and your office have a lot going on when it comes to licensing reform in Mississippi and Again, we just wanted to thank you for taking the time out of what I'm sure is a very busy schedule to be with us here today. And speaking specifically for me as someone who lives in Mississippi, I just wanted to thank you for all the hard work that you and your office are doing to make our state easier to work in, succeed in, start a business in, and honestly, just making our state better and moving us forward and kind of putting us on the national stage as a nationwide leader in a variety of areas. So thank you for being with us today. Look, absolutely. I'll tell you, it takes a team. We've got folks like Colby Williams who are just superstars, young guys who understand, again, let's get government out of the way as often as we can. Folks like y'all who are joining with us, one of our eight team members to go through our 29 by 29 plan. It takes all of us. And it's not just me. And, and I want people to understand that we've got a great team. As long as we continue to focus and work together, we'll continue to do good things. Awesome. Thanks for joining us today on the Foundation for Government Accountability's Built to Win podcast. I'm Kristen Eichinger. Thank you for listening to Built to Win, the leading state-focused policy podcast presented by the Foundation for Government Accountability, a nonprofit organization helping millions achieve the American dream. To learn more about our work or our experts, visit www.thefga.org and tell us what you think on Twitter at Built to Win Podcast. Views and opinions expressed by guests on Built to Win do not necessarily reflect the official position of the Foundation for Government Accountability and are not intended to advocate for or against the passage of any legislation or ballot initiative or to support or oppose any candidate for elected office.